Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Coplin, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hey, and welcome into another episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. Hey, make sure you check us out at uh, vfaedge.com if you want to connect with us. I am joined by Greg Gonzalez today. Greg, hope you are doing well. This is our 4th of July episode, and we're talking about fireworks today. Fireworks that happen when you get those ACATs that come in the opposite way, those ACAT outs, not those ACAT ins, those things that break your heart. Have you ever gotten one of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, here and there, you know, just maybe one or two a year, it seems like. And and sometimes it's a surprise when somebody leaves, to, to be honest. It's uh, and it takes you takes you by surprise. Yeah, it hurts your feelings a little bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of what, the, what what kind of drove us to do this is, um, you know, I was uh, we were we were doing a group chat with Brad and Brad's on vacation, by the way. That's not why he's not here today. He's in sunny Florida. And um yeah, we were uh, we were checking out one of these ad- advisor forums, and you know there was there was a, a post about attrition rate, and there was a bunch of people that chimed in, and these people were talking about double digit attrition rate, like you know 15 percent normal attrition rate, and I just I really cringed at that because industry industry standards. I think if you go out and read Kits's uh, Kits's stuff, I think he says like the in- industry average is like ninety five percent, and that's for like an average shop. And, uh, you know, a really good shop is running 98%. So seeing people in double digits just kind of had me, uh, well, I don't know. Like I, 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 I got a little scared for myself when I read that. I would wonder what the heck's happened and it would cause so many people to leave. So I feel like today would be like a, a great time to dive into that and some things you can do to keep your attrition rate where it needs to be. Um, and where it needs to be is, you know, you need to be somewhere in the 98, 97% retention rate. Um, you should be losing more than 5% of your clients a year. That's just too much. And there's there's some reason that's happening if it is. So let's talk about, Greg, let's dive right in. To like, let's start with service. What do you think is more important to clients ultimately? Is it, um, is it performance? Is it communication? Is it uh, the night, the friendliness of your staff? Like what, what, what do you think drives most of the, their decisions? It is, you know, I, I think it's having fast response to, to service needs. So when they call in, um, it's it's whatever they need, whether they're looking for a distribution, whether they have a question. It's hey, I, I kind of they want an answer, they want a solution to whatever they're they're calling in for, and they don't want it done next week or the week after. They want they really want it done now, even if they say, oh, whenever you get time. They're never going to ever complain about wow, you did that too fast, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So so it's only they're only ever going to complain. Um, if they didn't get the money soon enough or didn't get done soon enough or, you know, and there, and you got to keep in mind that, you know, there's, there are always NIGOs not in good order. Maybe some, something didn't get signed correctly or, you know, something happened. So can, can we still blame COVID for this stuff? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, due to COVID. Yeah. We're, uh, we're all e-signature <laughs> now, baby. And if, if you sign with that pen, you got to take it with you. That's <laughs> so, um, but, but no, no, in, in our business, I, didn't you, Jim, you, you said a line and I write down quotes and they just kind of stick with me. It's like speed equals trust. Isn't that you what got you told it. me? I was, it was on the tip of my tongue about the save. So I'm glad you said it before I did. And I stole this. I stole this from another group, but well, you think about it, it's truthful. You know, the quicker you get something done, uh, the more trust they have in you. And it's, uh, it's a really big deal. Yeah, I think I think there's a combination of things that lead to high attrition, and I think service can certainly be one of those. You you know, people will give you their trust, but if you drop the ball once, uh, you're going to kind of rock that boat. If you drop it twice, you're probably going to lose them. So you, yeah. you know, that's, that speed equals trust is a big deal. I, I think that um, reading the studies I've read, it, it all comes down to communication. Like if you look statistically at why people leave, and this isn't every case, of course, but if you look statistically why people leave, it's generally because of, Lack of communication, like people, advisors don't keep in touch with people. Like, and it, 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 it makes a lot of sense, right? Like when you first onboard a client, I mean, you're loving them. It's a honeymoon phase. You're meeting with them a lot. You're getting everything implemented. And then all of a sudden, like the plan's kind of on autopilot and people forget about these folks and, and move on to onboarding the next client. And you, if you do not want to bleed people, you've got to have a service schedule, a workflow where you stay in touch with them. Great for you. Like, let's talk about that because I think this is, I think this is important. Let's say you onboard a client today. You bring a new, a new client on. Um, and, and let's go out a year. So they're a year into the relationship. What's the second year look like? How often are you going to meet with them? How often are you going to touch them? Yeah, um, great question. So a lot of it depends on what they have going on. You know, for example, I, uh, I had a client in this week, and she is going to retire in September of 2024. So that's, you know, what, 15 months from now, roughly. And so we're meeting with her every six months because, I mean, we're, this is game time. This is what we call the retirement red zone. You got to get this right. And so she's getting nervous. So she needs more handholding. Um, so I'm going to meet, you know, every uh, two months with this client. Um, she, she's an A client, by the way. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to send her a card on her birthday. We're going to, you know, follow up um, here and there. And it's, it, it may not just be me. It's, it's also my team. You know, following up and saying, "Hey, is is everything going okay?" Um, for example, she's doing um, she's doing a rollover. We just did one this week, and and so when that rollover check comes in the mail, we're not just going to deposit it in the account. And then she's sitting there wondering, "Well, I wonder if they ever got that check. I wonder if you know, whenever that check comes in the mail, reach out to her with an email or a phone call saying, "Hey, just want to let you know that this arrived safely, and we're taking care of this. We got your back." So it's all of those little points of communication. Um, some people do monthly newsletters to clients, or um, you know, some some advisors will do a kind of a, a market recap or a monthly recap. Um, Jim, don't you do a video reaching out to people? Yeah, yeah. We um, I, it, here's the thing. I think it's important to have expectations. So when you when you bring a client on, if you do not set expectations for them, whether that's on service whether that's on communication, they are going to automatically fill in the blank and create yeah. those expectations out of thin air. So when we talk about speed equals trust, you know, I tell my team, like set expectations. Hey, I will have an answer for you in the next 24 hours. That can mean I will, I could reach out to you by the end of the day or sometime before lunch tomorrow. Because if you don't, they'll think you forgot about them. So you've got to set expectations. Same thing as it relates to um, client communication. 
Hey, uh, I'm going to reach out to you. Every, you in the way I, we, way we work it is we meet once a year, and then we do two uh, two other touch points for just personal touch points, whether that's an email or a phone call. In addition to that, we do a a monthly uh, a monthly kind of virtual newsletter where me and my other two advisors jump on a Zoom and we just talk. Like we have a great conversation about life and the business, and you know people can watch or not watch, but it's another touch point. Uh, and, and then our staff, we have some client events. We invite people to, we give away pies at Thanksgiving. What we're trying to do is stay in really deep communication with our clients. But, you know, I think the hard part is, as an advisor, is the the fact is after you've done most of the work and you've gotten somebody across the red line, you know, into, into retirement, they're on autopilot and people yeah. can kind of get nervous. So you've got to, you've got to, you can't go to the extreme. You don't want to communicate hardcore, but you need to stay in touch. And I'm going to guess if I had to go look at the advisors that have high attrition rate in almost every circumstance, either the communication was wrong, either they way over promised on returns, which, you know, that's a death meal. Like if you, if you like oversell your masterful tactical BS model and all this stuff and it doesn't work, you're going to lose clients, right? Like it's just going to happen. Or if you don't communicate with people, and I, I would bet there that's where your noise in your system is. It, it's ain't rocket science. You 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 love people and they'll stick around, right? Right, right. And it, you know, the, there's um those touch points throughout the year. Hey, we were thinking about you, and we know, you know, for example, early on in the year, we're thinking about you. We know you're going to be getting this 1099. You're trying to get your taxes done. You just kind of want them done at this point, but there's still one 1099 that we're waiting on. As soon as it's ready, we'll get an alert and we'll send you an email that it's ready on your online portal. And they're like, wow, that's great. So you'll you'll let me know the day it's available. Yes, we got your back. And that's not like updating their plan. That's not meeting with them. That's just service. That's just very, very good service. Um, yeah. And 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 you know what? If somebody said, uh, hey, uh, when's the last time you talked to your advisor? Oh, I, I just talked to them. They're, they're sending the 1099 next week. It, it, it could be something as simple as that. Yep. So, and it's just exactly. those points. It doesn't, I think it was Jeff when we had him on Jim that said, it doesn't have to be a, a, a deep, deep conversation, touching base. It can be something just, just very, very simple. Yeah. He said, um, I, I've learned that it's not the, um, the, uh, the quantity or the quality. It's the quantity. I think he said something along those lines. And uh, it, yeah. it's reality is like, that's exactly right. I, you know, people, people don't always remember like what the conversation was, but if you, you stay in touch and by the way, that could be an email guys. Like this is not like, yeah. like don't overcomplicate this. It, it, you know, we, one of our touch points is an email and it, you know, we'll share, uh, we'll share that email in the elite advisor group, like what our touch point emails are and what those phone calls look like. And, you know, I, I've, uh, I've been kind of, uh, we, this is, this is a conversation we had at our last office hours was about it attrition and ways to avoid it and and remember it's the the cost of acquiring a client you know it's probably thousands of dollars so re retaining a client i mean it just makes sense like this doesn't cost hardly anything to send an email or a phone call just 20 minutes of your time it's better than having to sit down for two hours with a new prospect and go through the process of onboarding them and that's expensive and time consuming. So you want to retain these people. You know, Greg, when you're when you're thinking about the Elite Advisor Lab in there, I know we were talking about this online, but man, we, there's some amazing things happening there right now. We've got some 
we've got some guys that are just um, blowing up their practices following some of the outlines that you and Brad and myself have laid out. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love it because um, it, it allows all the members to use us as a sounding board. You know, so, you know, even if they're saying, hey, hey, guys, we're working on this seminar. I've got questions or concerns about X, Y, and Z because I they want the seminar to be successful. They want new business to result from it. And they, they don't know who to talk to, but that's why they join the Elite Advisor Lab where they can run questions by us and literally get get answers back within a couple hours. Um, Brad's on there all the time. He's, <laughs> he, uh, he loves it. So um, he does. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, got, we've also, what I, what I think I'm like most excited about is, um, the community that's there, uh, the advisors mm-hmm. there are like really high quality and, yeah. and they, they really, um, it, it's really cool to see, uh, these men and women helping each other out and offering suggestions and, and growing this thing. And for, and for those who, who are listening, I know we kind of just jumped into it cause we brought it up that we're going to share the. Um, some of our resources there around client communications, but the Elite Advisor Lab is a, a virtual mastermind. It's a it's a it's a coaching group that we we started just a couple months ago. Um, it's kind of cool. You get uh, thirty days. The first thirty days are free, so you don't have to pay anything to join. If you don't like it, you quit. No big deal. No hard feelings. It's not going to hurt our feelings. And if you think there's value, stick around. It's month to month. We're not trying to sign people up on annual contracts or force people to, to that don't want to be there to be there. It's a, it's a month to month kind of thing. And then every month, every week, we do a live office hour. And then um, monthly, we do a really deep dive into some of our business. We're, we're going to do seminars coming up and tax planning, lots of amazing things that will help people grow their businesses. And then we've got this incredible forum uh, where people just post questions and share share things. We've got case design forum, a prospective forum, practice management. And, and you know, our members are really active. So it's a, it's a great community. Um, again, you can, if you want to check it out, you can go out to um, EliteAdvisorLab.com. Again, that's EliteAdvisorLab.com. EliteAdvisorLab.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if anybody like, you know, you're, you're driving, you can't write it down or at the gym or something, you can check it out. But it's it's really cool. And, um, you know, Greg, what's our next, what, what are we doing next on there? I can't remember like the, the appointment process, right? It is. So we've got a presentation. It's a live stream. Um, so, uh, Brad and Jim are going to be helping me with this. It's mastering the art of the appointment process. It's on July 12th at 2 PM central, 3 PM Eastern. I don't know what that would be Pacific, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 2 PM central, 3 PM Eastern on July 12th. Everybody asks us, you know, what are your appointment processes like when you have a new prospect come in? Are you meeting with them five times until they become a client? You know, what what does it look like? Um, so we're going to kind of spell it out. Everything from and, and Jim started us out with, you know, explaining his sales process and everything that goes into getting the person there. But that's where the magic happens, starting with the appointment process. What do we say in those meetings? What do those meetings look like? And uh, it, it's going to be awesome. So that's July the 12th. Um, and, and I really enjoy the the weekly office hours where uh, Elite Advisor Lab members can just hop on uh, in, in 60 minutes. They can kind of, it's kind of like rapid fire questions, Jim. Uh, this last week, we had you had quite a few that, uh, it was just last night, actually. It was really good. Really, really good. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's great. And, um, you know, I encourage you, if you want to become an elite advisor, you want to get better at your practice, look, the cost is really low. You know, I, I, I always yell at Brad and Greg, not yell at them, but complain to them that it should be twice as much because, um, 
you know, my, my, my feeling is, is if it gets you one client a year, then it more than pays for itself. And, um, and it, it, it really changed, it, you know, it's good. It's by the way, it's, it's been great for all of us. So yeah, check that out. And, you know, I think, and again, I think, you know, these attrition rates that we talk about in these, and get in appointment processes, you know, it's really, it's really sexy to talk about, uh, marketing and leads. Um, but the challenge comes in is like, what do you do with clients afterwards? And how do you, how do you build like elite practices? And elite practices are, are, they're not just good at one thing. They're not just great at seminars. They're, they're really process oriented. They're great at seminars They're great at everything. And, you know, what I, what I admire about Greg's practice a lot is um, he almost has no turnover. I mean, you know, like a, a less than a, like a 1% attrition rate it's it's amazing but with that said i also want people to know like sometimes clients are going to leave like you're not going to have a hundred anybody that runs around saying they never lose clients is just full of crap i mean they're just liars people die they move or they just they hear something else they think is better like they they're always looking for the better mouse trap and and greg like how do you mentally handle those kinds of things when you see an ACAT outlet? Like, what do you, how do, how do you do? What, what do you do? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple uh things I wanted to mention uh, in regards to this topic. Uh, I remember um, when I was getting my master's um, there, there was a, a guy who, I mean, he was a, a PhD in, in um, uh, like business management and, um, and he was a consultant, Jim. So he, they bring him into these different companies and say, hey, fix what we have going on, right, uh, in, in management. Um, and what he found was that some of the companies he was going into, they had a lot of turnover. And they were saying, well, this is a bad thing. We can't keep, we can't keep our employees happy, so they're leaving. And he said, not necessarily. He said, you got to look at who you're losing and he said, it, it, typically, it's going to be the lower end jobs and the lower quality employees. And so a lot of these companies, it wasn't the people, the executives and the managers that were leaving. It was the people that were replaceable that, you know, were kind of the, the employees you didn't want anyway. Yeah. You know, so um, so I would look at who who is leaving um, and, and whether they were, are, are, in other words, are you losing the, the A clients, the B clients, or are you, you losing the C and D clients? I last year I lost um, one client. I was working with a wife, which is always a you'd rather work with both sides. But the husband would never participate in the meetings, right? And he he was one of those and had his money in the four hundred one k plan and that kind of thing. And he was one of those cons- conspiracy theory the gold guy. And and so he did hop on a Zoom call. And said, well, why doesn't she have any gold in her portfolio? And it was like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it, come to find out, um, it was at the husband who wasn't a client. I was working with a wife. And, and again, I, I do not uh, suggest that. You, you would much rather work with, with both spouses. Um, but anyway, it was, you know, the reason why this, this client ended up moving her accounts was, you know, at the insistence of her husband, who was the, the gold conspiracy guy. So that client was probably going to leave at some point anyway. Was it the best client? No, because I wasn't working with both spouses. So, so my feelings weren't really hurt, um, on, on something like that, but that's what I would look at Jim is, uh, look at who, who are you leaving and why did they leave? Did they leave because of performance? Did they leave because of communication sucked or, or 
mistakes were made. And this is where I've gotten really, really good. And we'll we'll talk more about this on the appointment process on July 12th and asking questions when somebody's becoming a client, a prospect that you're meeting with, and they're currently working with an advisor, you know, having the courage to ask questions like, you know, you're you're sitting here today looking for a second opinion. That tells me your current advisor is falling short. Where are they falling short? Where, you know, are, if you were completely happy, you you wouldn't be sitting here in my yeah, office. You, you wouldn't be across from me. Right. Right. And so, but what a great question to ask somebody, you know, and um, so I, I have learned that. And, and I asked, uh, this is a client last year, become a new client. Woman came in, she's, um, she's divorced, came in and said, my current advisor um, has just screwed up one too many times. It was this last mistake was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And I said, I said, tell me more. Cause I want to know what the guy, what the guy did wrong. Right? Is it something that I would have done wrong or could have done wrong? And basically Jim, it was like, he put the rollover checks and, and the checks in the wrong accounts. Ouch. So like she wanted to max out her Roth IRA and he threw it in the traditional IRA without even paying attention to it. And she asked him to do, Hey, change the beneficiaries. And he never called her back. So, I mean, it's just yeah. simple stuff. Um, yeah, there, look, there's a lot of reasons. And I think I think first off, um, when you get an ACAT, don't take it personal. Yeah. Um, like don't don't let it break your heart. You're gonna get if you if you are if you grow a big enough practice and you've been in the business long enough, you're gonna lose clients, part of the deal. But don't don't take it personal, but use it as an opportunity to get better. And I, I love what Greg said about asking those kinds of questions in the beginning. You, you, it goes back to that idea of expectations. Like you need to know what people's expectations are for you. And I, I'm happy. I always tell clients when they come in, like, you know, we have, if you have an expectation of perfection with me and my team, we will fall short every time. Yeah. Uh, our goal is to be excellent, not perfect. Excellent is not perfect. So if you ever have a problem, I'm not a mind reader. You have to let me know so I can fix it. And if I can fix it, I will. And I think you've just got to tell people, like, we we are serious about providing great service. But, but you know, it can happen sometimes. Again, build out your communication um, level. You know, we've lost two clients this year. Uh, one, uh, one moved away. They moved eight hours away. And I get it. They wanted a local advisor. They did. That was part of the selling point when they came on board with me. Uh, they wanted somebody local. So I get it. I was sad to lose them. They were actually a really good client. But that's just how life works. Some people, when they move, are going to leave. I'm not in an area where people are moving to. I'm in an area where people are moving away from generally. And then the other client, um, you know, they had uh, they, they were great clients actually. I really liked them, but they withdrew a, a big a big sum of money at one point, and um, and then they never re, they never accounted for that on their statements. So they just were never they could never get over the fact that that three hundred thousand dollar withdrawal just didn't magically reappear in their account after they withdrew. So that that was probably a communication issue from our angle a little more than theirs. Like what I probably should have done a better job at that. So that those are evaluations that we have to make internally, but none of those broke my heart. Um, but again, if you're running more than a 5% attrition rate, guys, you got to dig in. And if you're running a 5% attrition rate, try to get that to like 2%. Um, you know, really, really do it. You won't keep 100%, do it. But hey, I think this has been a great discussion around um, around attrition and things you can do to pull the lever to get better. 
Um, Greg, for you, um, any final thoughts, any any final kind of conversation about the Elite, Elite Advisor Lab or attrition, anything? Yeah, um, there there used to be when I used to get uh, and, and honestly, I, I don't think I'm I'm any better than anybody else. But, yeah, I would only say one or two percent of people leave. But I, I do have a smaller client base and anybody that I feel it, it, some most of the time if a client's leaving, it's by my choice. I'm <laughs> I'm kicking them out. But yeah. uh, I, I just don't work with those uh, people who are a pain in the butt and uh People I don't like uh, or that's, enjoy that's working with. Positive attrition. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or what do we call that? A, a, a tr- uh, a addition by subtraction. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, so uh, you're you're making your pro- your your practice actually stronger by you know decreasing the number of clients. So, um, uh, but anyway, when I have, I think it's I think it's okay if it if it if it. Um, is a complete surprise to you and you like the person and you you honestly think you were doing you weren't falling short i think it's okay to, to send them an email and say um i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't call them and say you know hey can i try to convince you to stay or anything like that yeah don't be a beggar right like yeah I, you know that and, and by the way that's a weird thing i, I have had i've had people before who like we're going we're we're going to come on board with me and then they like had to let their advisor know and it turned into like this cry session yeah. or we've started the process like ah god does that person have no dignity um <laughs> you know like uh, I just I I mean do your thing right like don't be yeah I don't know just do your thing but I wouldn't beg people if they want to leave they they should leave but. You know that, that's a whole nother conversation. Probably how do we how do we lock down transfers when we're doing an ACAT and not have somebody stay over at the other place? But yeah, I, I would say don't beg, right? Like, but right. I, think, I think you're right. Like, it's okay to send an email and say, "Hey, sorry to see you leave. I want you to know the door is always open uh, if we can serve you again. You know, so I you can help me do a better job." What happened? That's exactly where I was going. Where did we where did we fall short? What could we have done better so we can get better at serving other future clients, current clients and future clients? That's just um, and there's there's I have an email somewhere that it's it's very eloquent, uh, eloquently worded. Um, but but yeah, I would. So if you're concerned and you know your your feelings are hurt, again, don't take it personal, just like Jim said. But if, if you are upset about it, I think it is okay to send a professional email. Again, not trying to convince somebody to change their mind or anything like that. I don't beg. That's they've already made their uh, their mind up at that point. What I will say, because Jim, I've run in that to that as well. I have a lot of nice. I work with a lot, almost yeah, hundred percent nice people, and they yeah. kind of feel, even though the advisor that they were formerly working with wasn't the best for a variety of reasons. They still kind of feel bad that they're they're moving their accounts. So a lot of times they'll ask, "What do you advise we do?" We feel like we should at least we owe this person a phone call um, to kind of tell them, let them know what we're doing here. What I tell them is, "Yes, I, I understand you're um, you're a, a genuine person person, and you know I, I can you're a person of a lot of integrity for for wanting to do that." What I would do is, you know, um, after we've signed the paperwork, submitted the transfer forms, then, you know, giving them a call and saying, hey, thank you for the, you know, for helping us in the past. We've just decided to go a different direction. 
It's very vague, but it just tells them, hey, we've we've decided the paperwork signed. Um, and by that point, the advisor has already received the ACAT forms and, and they may have reached out. And I've had that happen is where the former advisor gets that ACAT notice and then and then calls the client and begs. And then the client tells me they feel bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, here's here's what that, that's a that's an interesting point, and uh, I think we should do an episode on this whole process for sure because it's it's something you're going to face if you're growing and how to how to temper these expectations and bring these emotions down. But for us, um, I, I let them know that hey, I, I let them know that likely you know this is kind of like a breakup, but it's a business decision, and if you were friends with them, they're still going to be friends with you after, and if you were not friends with them, you're going to figure that out really quickly. And, um, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to sign this transfer form. We're going to get everything done. And I actually have a letter that I drafted and I have them, uh, they, they can, they can use it or not. They can sign it and send it to their other advisor, but it just basically says, Hey, thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate the opportunity to work with you. I've just decided to go a different direction. I hope you can respect my decision. Drop that in the mail. It's a great way to break up. Um, and we we let them have that. You know, we don't write it for them, but we let them have the copy so they can write it on their own. And yeah. it, and we encourage them. That's probably the best way. Uh, and we also let them know that hey, there are some advisors that are gonna you know scream like a caged dog, yeah. and beg and moan, and you don't want to work with anybody that doesn't have the dignity to just say good luck to you. So I, you know, I, I you set them up so the other advisor is uh, you know looks kind of foolish if they do that, and you've got to do that otherwise. You're going to put yourself in a position where you you might lose a client at some point. But, you know, that's the other side of this uh, this ACAT out is the ACAT in, making sure you're right there. Because, um, you know, once, once yeah. they've said yes, you put a lot of effort into getting them there, Once they, yeah. it, whether that's in the beginning stages or the later stages. So nothing, nothing worse than um, – and I, I've only had it happen once where a client came on board and then like three days later wanted to transfer out because the other guy like – made them cry so much. So I've had it happen once or twice too. I, yeah. uh, or only wanted it. Then they, they said, Oh, well, we'll keep that one account with him and then we'll move the rest over. Yes. You know, it's like, Oh, here we go. Put you in a test. Now, now I've got to be the bad guy, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not yeah. an enviable place. We'll, to be. we'll keep the big one with him, with Bob and Jim. Yeah. We'll get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob and, said, "Yeah, why don't you test him out with a ten thousand dollar account? I'll keep the two million dollar account." Yeah, right. Thanks, Bob. Jim, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Magnanimous. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Jim, you mentioned the letter, um, and I know somebody's one of the Elite Advisor Lab uh, members is going to ask for it. So um, maybe down the road you can share that uh, copy of that letter with all of our members. Yeah, definitely. Well, hey, uh, we'll, we'll definitely share that. I think it'll be helpful to folks, and we'll walk through that process as well. That onboarding process, which is so critical to the to, to retaining clients, setting expectations, and keeping people. So, I think it'll be great a great thing to share with the lab members. But hey, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, you got some value out of this today. Uh, I want to invite you to um, to check out um, check out the Elite Advisor Lab. Remember, it's uh, it's completely complimentary for the first thirty days. You don't like it, you quit. So. Why not, right? Like this is a really cool opportunity to engage to get uh, to get more ingrained. And again, if you don't like it, leave. I mean, it won't hurt our feelings, but we hope you stay because there are great things happening over there. That's EliteAdvisorLab.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Hey, but thanks for listening. Uh, have a great fourth and we'll be back next week. 
Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.